Let's call the meeting to order. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Present. Mr. Kubicki. Present. Ms. Hughes. Present. Okay, we stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay. First of all, we make an, I make a motion to approve the uh, the signing of the meeting minutes, the regular meeting minutes of October tenth, twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. I second. I'll second. second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, and uh, next I make a motion that we approve the special meeting minutes of October 23rd, 2023. Do I hear a second? I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay. Okay, then we move on to open forum. All right, first we got Mr. Tom Schramm. Um, since I'm on video, I'll introduce myself. I'm Tom Schramm from Indian Hill Place, and the reason I wanted to make a comment today... Hey, Tom, real quick, could you say your address? I know Indian Hill Place. 6870 Indian Hill Place, 45227. Okay. And I'm the president of the HOA at Indian Hill Place, <coughs> and I wanted to uh, compliment Hamlin County Sheriff's Department, specifically uh, Lieutenant Neighbor, who assisted one of our residents who had lost a planner in which she had its own paper and in which she had in her entire life was offering a reward and someone called her and tried to set up a meeting at the Evanston Community Center and then she went there missed him and things were it was going back and forth and she called me in a panic and I referred her to Lieutenant Neighbor who then uh, took it upon himself to uh, insert get in the middle of all of this <laughs> planner was returned a reward was given and there was nothing else done but he certainly saved my our resident uh, an awful lot of trouble and I just wanted to say that, that the sheriff's department does more than just stop crime or respond to crime they also get involved to help people when things like this occur so thanks very much Awesome. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Mm -hmm. Great, great stuff. All right, and then Mr. Mike Ty? Yeah, Mike Ty, 4234, right here. Uh, just a couple simple questions. Um, do we have a long term plan for 6805 Murray Avenue? It looks like, according to the agenda, that we're applying for, the, uh, for a grant through the Department of Development for demolition of the building. Is that. Now, I, is it. Is that correct? I mean, that, that was on the agenda today. Uh, 6805 Cambridge. Cambridge, yeah. that's on it. I said Cambridge, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the other one, 5770 Stewart Avenue. Uh, 5770 Stewart Avenue. It's on the agenda. Okay. okay. So, I just, uh, I, you know, the building might be, uh, you know, not useful anymore. I, I don't know. I have never been in that the truth. But, uh, I guess you, you have plans or you're going to make it a parking lot. Is, is that what the plans are moving forward with it? We'll discuss it on the agenda. Which I, yeah. When we get to that. It, it's, it's definitely on the agenda. We can address that then. But and then go ahead. The last thing, David, uh, real quick. This might be a good opportunity to go back into the comprehensive master plan and so the community could put, you know, what, what's going to happen with that property and other properties. Might be a good opportunity. 
you know, some vacant properties on Plainsville, and I think, don't know what's going to happen with them, but Charlie's, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know what he's doing, but he's not maintaining them like he usually does. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's going to be some opportunities, mm -hmm. and it'd be a good opportunity to go back into the comprehensive plan. Uh, it didn't waste 10 years, I believe. Uh, yes. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. uh, I know we talked about just three years ago when we had all the it would be a good opportunity uh, to look at it and see. Uh, but is, is the plan to have, have it redeveloped to 6805 uh, Cambridge, or is it to use it as a... Uh, it's on the agenda, and I'll let Melissa address that. But is that all the questions? That's all. That's all okay, Thank great. Thanks for, thanks for coming, Mike. Yeah. I'd like to go? respond to Mr. Ty's comment about the... I'm glad that you brought that up, actually. The comprehensive plan. So... We already have done initial work for the new comprehensive plan. Uh, we have put together a tentative schedule for the comprehensive plan. It's typically a 10 to 18 month process. And we have reached out to communities who we consider best practice peers and talked with them about recent comprehensive plans that they have completed and what consultants they used and any takeaways that they had from their process and uh, then we've, we've been collecting names of some of those consultants and our, our next step on our tentative schedule is to reach out to some of the different consulting firms that do comprehensive plans and ask them what their capacity is to take on a comprehensive plan update in 2024. We wanted to do it we want to schedule it so that if we're able to move forward with the firehouse renovation, that when the firehouse opens is when we would reach the point when we would have community engagement type activities. So we have the bid opening for the firehouse. I have that in my report. And then once we have the schedule from the contractor, assuming all that moves forward, then we go back to where we are in the comprehensive plan process and see if the schedule for the opening of the firehouse would fit with some of the uh, consultants that we, we would provide proposals to, to give us a cost estimate to do our comprehensive plan. So I actually appreciate that you brought that up because we've been doing that in the background for a number of months and have just have not brought it to the board yet. So hope that's helpful. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. And then we just have one uh, public comment. And this was to Dustin, our road superintendent, but also Melissa's on it. Thanks so much for you and your team for pruning tre the trees in Ridgewood for a, f a few weeks ago. You guys did a great job. I can now walk around my neighborhood again without ducking all the time. I'm 6'3", and I really appreciate it. <laughs> Early Thanksgiving wishes to everyone in the Columbia Township office. You are all valued very much for keeping the township ran so well. Thanks, Tom, from the Santa Ridge. Set. What, does he have his last name on there? Brocher? Borscher. B-O-R-C-H-E-R. Tom is a really neat guy in the Ridgewood neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's out and about quite a bit and notices things and will bring them to our attention. And we are really kind of boots on the ground. We really appreciate him. Mm -hmm. So that's really nice. Thank you. We'll tell Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that's it. No, that's it. And the tree pruning, <laughs> the tree pruning is part of NED, Neighborhood Economic Development mm -hmm. Program part of our arborist Jerry who as you're aware assesses the health of all of our street trees on a regular schedule and then puts any that are at risk for disease or death uh, on a monitor list and then follows back up with them and that's part of us for the safety of our you know residents and pedestrians and others um, 
um, to get out ahead of any potential uh, trees that uh, uh, could could die or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, we move on from open form. We move on to reports. Uh, in stepping in for Ms. Heakin, if you haven't noticed, is our wonderful <laughs> resident <laughs> services coordinator, uh, jack of all trades here, Ms. Thank Lauren you. Allison. So you, uh, you're in charge of the fiscal officer's I report. Am. I'm going to try. All right. So October is the first month of the final quarter of the 2023 budget year. The general fund ending balance is four million two hundred twenty-five thousand five hundred nineteen dollars, which is an increase of twenty-five percent from September. The restricted fund ending balance is $6,774,278, which is an increase of 12% from September. And combined, these funds total $10,999,797, which is a 17% increase from September. Um, the, for the month of October, our revenues are $397,369. Our expenses are nine hundred, nine hundred five thousand, and sorry, four hundred ninety-six dollars, and uh, the year-to-date revenues are six million four hundred sixty, sixty thousand nine hundred fifty-five, and our expenses are four million one hundred thirty-three thousand six hundred and seventy-three dollars. Hamilton County First House Property Tax Revenue Settlement occurred in March of 2023. The second half semi-annual settlement occurred in September of 2023 <coughs> and posting was final in early November. Um, residential levy revenues do not cover the cost of township public services. Business revenues cover more than 80% of the cost of public services in Columbia Township. Thanks to Columbia Township's success in attracting and supporting businesses, we can continue to provide our community with exceptional services at a lower cost for our residents. Thank you. Very good job. Very um, well. Very well. Well done. Okay. Uh, anybody got any questions? No. no. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <laughs> always threaten lots of always, questions. Always. <laughs> okay. Uh, that we move on to, uh, to the road superintendent report. Mm -hmm. Any questions about Mr. Frazier's report? I don't have any questions. I have a comment, really. Um, I bet that's what you're going to say, but I'll I'll try to beat you to the punch. <laughs> Um, they've already done two leaf pickups since October 19th. Um, they mentioned trimming street trees, as mentioned in the email that Lauren read. Um, all glass light mantles and Ridgewood were checked and replaced as needed. Um, road salt are getting ahead of that. And they mentioned partnering with the Good Shepherd Montessori School on the Walkathon, which is right by where I live. So it's um, mm -hmm. near and dear to me. So the point I think is they've done so much work already this fall and really appreciate them all the hard work and I know that my neighbors do as well and so it's just really a kudos. This is our most <laughs> intensive season. We are doing brush pickup which is annual. We're doing seasonal leaf pickup and if we have a snow and ice event and we have to retool the equipment, uh, certain parts have to come off, other parts have to come on. We have multi-purpose uh, equipment. But what I was actually going to say is that it's 64 degrees outside <laughs> on today, November the 14th, and we just finished loading 200 tons of salt mm -hmm. for the winter between two different facilities. So they've been hustling. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, go 700 gallons of water on the flower <laughs> pot. So yeah. they do a lot more than the yeah. most people notice. Yeah. 
and it is a PSA. Uh, we did a podcast a while back from our resident tree, ex tree expert is Jerry and mm -hmm. And uh, you don't necessarily have to rake up all the leaves in your yard. Some of them on the ground. Oh yes, actually, you good. We say that to kind of give a little bit of, of a break for our our, our team. Um, but there's a lot of articles out there that you don't have to rake up every last leaf, and uh, so it's actually good for your lawn. But people like to do it, and our guys are there, and they do an unbelievable job. Okay, that we move on to the administrator's report with the wonderful, always talented, Ms. Taylor. Thank you, sir. Um, so, on the subject of our crew, I know that I had mentioned this before, but I was able to uh, get a picture, and I wanted to make sure that it went into the administrator's report. Um, our Two of our crew members went to the annual Hamilton County Rodeo, R-O-A-D-E-O, and uh, one crew member took second place, Jamie Evancheck, and Rob French took fifth place. So we, two of our crew that went, took two of the top five positions, and so it's a picture of them on the, the front. Jamie's second place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a little rivalry going on there. <laughs> yeah. 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 He always does pretty good. He, he's, yeah, yes. he's, he turns it on. Mm -hmm. uh, so... Um, we already talked about the, all the different crew services that are happening now, so that's on page two. I have an update on the medical marijuana revenue sharing. You know, we have two dispensaries. So as everyone is aware, on October 7th, Ohio voters passed issue two to legalize recreational marijuana. We have looked at potential impacts on our dispensaries. These, uh, there's a number of state legislators who have said many of you are following this, that they plan to intensively tinker with that legislation before it actually is final. So we have to wait to see what happens there, what type of voter pushback there may or may not be. And uh, then we will have a better understanding of what the impact might be, positive or negative, on our <coughs> uh, medical marijuana dispensaries. And is that, that article that we all passed around and read about, it looks like no matter what happens, the, the recreation will probably come to take place for nine months. Is that kind of what we gather, kind of hearing from the tea leaves? Yeah, depending on what, how long the legislators take and what, if, if what they try to do, then if somebody tries to repeal or whatever. Undo it. Yes, whatever some, they do that somebody tries to undo somebody it. Somebody asked a question, right okay, word. January 1st is going to affect and people are going to go, you know, buy gummies or do whatever and it, and it, it won't happen that quickly. They'll just start throwing it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> totally understand <laughs> all of it and don't won't editorialize on any of it, but um but I'm just saying whatever the case is, it looks like th th what we're hearing is is that whatever laws change, you won't see anything change in terms of how people are able to buy and consume for probably nine months and to a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so okay. <clears throat> uh our popular Lieutenant Paul Neighbor and I and Major Chris Kediman of the Hamilton County Sheriff's Department spent uh, some quality time together recently discussing the renewal of our three-year contract. Um, and I assured all of them that we, we are so grateful for them and uh, what they do is you know, evidenced by someone, by Mr. Schramm saying, uh, tonight, we appreciate not just the, the crime services, but also the community-based policing services. We appreciate that. So at the December meeting, I will bring forward a recommended contract renewal for 2024, 2025, and 2026 for passage, effective January 1. And if anyone has any questions in advance of that, um, community members or 
uh, trustee, I'll be reaching out to each of you to discuss the terms of it. And I know that I already started doing that. If anyone in the community has any questions about that or would like to see an uh, example of our contracts, I'm happy to provide that. Just, just call me or email me. Uh, so I mentioned last month, and this is just a, a brief update, that uh, Little Miami Fire and Rescue, that um, uh, financial assistance, fee-for-services that, uh, that Fairfax and Columbia Township uh, have, are entering into in order to, for the time being, assure the sustainability of the uh, Little Miami Fire District. Columbia Township at our last meeting passed the resolution where we agree to provide financial assistance to the Little Miami Fire Districts uh, starting in 2024 and then annually thereafter. My understanding from Mayor Shelton in Fairfax is that they plan to finalize their vote this month. And then the Little Miami Fire District has asked if both communities would be willing to make an early payment in 2023, even though the payments were not contemplated for 2020 until to start until 2024 uh, for various reasons, but specifically to help the carry forward balance for the Little Miami budget into 2024 look stronger or be stronger. And so if that is something that is finalized in terms of the Little Miami's ask to each of our member communities, I will bring that forward to you at the December meeting or if we have a special meeting before then because we potentially need one for the firehouse i can bring some items before you on that um, as well so that'll be up for uh, discussion later under great things are happening in uh, columbia township of all of our events uh, for the year our next one is the friday after uh, thanksgiving it's, Tree lighting. The it's the Thursday. I'm sorry. Thursday. You're good. It's Thursday, November you. 30th. You're fine. Because it's always on a Thursday, and so I thought when so I saw that Friday. It is November 30th. Yeah, we were we were kind of torn. We, that the the first day of December falls on a Friday, and we like to do it the first Thursday of December, so we'd have to wait a whole other week, and there's just a lot going on. You know, holidays have already started, so we did we decided to beat everybody to the punch and do November 30th. And I, I, I'm glad that you said that because we've, we've always kept it on Thursdays mm -hmm. because the traffic on Plainville on Fridays is more significant, which is a higher uh, mm -hmm. safety concern mm -hmm. to us. So Luminaria, Thursday. Mm -hmm. And just, to, just for the people November watching 30th. the radar management style, when they said we, it didn't include me. <laughs> that's, that's called empowering your staff. So, I have to <laughs> so you can make we it. all yeah. thought it was yeah. a great so, decision, didn't we, guys? So we do empower. <laughs> somebody asked me, I got an idea for a band next year. I said, you don't understand. It's not my decision. David is a, uh, David has said delegate. So <laughs> delegate, I do. So <laughs> that even we, delegates, and I and, delegate. And also, <laughs> it, you know, success has a thousand authors and defeat is an orphan. So if it's successful, we'll take credit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not, we're going to say it was your fault. So uh, sorry. That. just thought I'd lighten the mood a little bit. Sorry yeah, for interrupting. Um, and thanks for thanks for jumping mm -hmm. in and clarifying that. So, uh, on Ned, an update: our uh, weekly watering through the summer when we did not have rainfall was completed. That was a great investment to make sure that our trees get a stronger um, opportunity to root now this fall. So we have our 2022 contractor coming back during this optimal tree planting period to address any issues that happened with trees from last fall. And we have our 2023 contractor who is out planting as we speak and will be planting through 
uh, probably the end of the month, um, uh, depending on the weather. So a lot of activity. We appreciate people being safe and navigating around the different crews that are out there. Again, and I'm going to go point out, and I know it's not like I've been hanging around Brian too long here, but um, <laughs> but when I see the headline, Columbia Townships invest $500,000 in neighbors through the net, I know we get caught up in the mundane, but that's pretty special what you guys have all been able to execute when we challenge this program, but that's a lot of money investing directly into the neighborhoods for the quality of life. I see the trees down on Wooster Pike and some of the things going on, even the street signs, the architectural street signs in my neighbor, the trees in Madison Place, Ridgewood, mm -hmm. you know, gas lights. It's fun to see, and it's just hard not to take that in when we go deal with the day-to-day -day grind of all the different things we mm -hmm. do wrong and right and all that. But that's that's the exciting part that we just should really we should stand up and get excited about. Mm -hmm. you know, and it's non-tax non -tax revenue. Yes. And it was just an opportunity to take some of the winnings that we've been able to do uh, through the township to go give directly back into the residential neighborhoods. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, we invest in the businesses through some of those tools, but this was a good way to go say, how can we challenge this group of people to come up with a system, a fair system, to invest in each and every neighborhood, each and every household and neighborhood in, in the community. Uh, to show them that, all right, we, we, we got medical marijuana, okay, we got Gen Z money, what, how does this help us? That was a direct way to say, here's an attempt to do it. And it's unprecedented. Mm -hmm. So I, I like what we, we did there. So thank you. Mm -hmm. As this is all coming to head, I love to see it. Thank you. Uh, so big news on the Medicine Place Firehouse. On Monday, October 16th, we went out to public bid uh, for the firehouse, we held a pre-bid open house for potential bidders to get to know us, to go through the plans, to walk around the firehouse, to ask questions, and then throughout the month-long bid process, whenever there are questions that are posed by potential bidders, uh, we uh, collect those, answer them, and then post them to a bid clearinghouse so that all potential bidders can see those clarifications or additional details. Tomorrow we have, uh, at I believe it's 2 p.m., we will open uh, public bids for the firehouse. We already have one. Mm -hmm. So we will see what happens tomorrow and that'll be the next uh, step in the, the feasibility of moving forward with our firehouse. So we will let everyone know the outcome of that. And if, uh, as you're aware, if uh, uh, any decision is made to uh, uh, consider and recommend a bid to the trustees, we will bring that back to the trustees in a public meeting for full discussion. Under, let's see, neighborhoods, I don't think I have an update from last time. Services. We heard under modernizing our roads and increasing safety, we heard uh, that the Cambridge East application, after several years, scored well <laughs> this year because most of the larger projects that uh, scored better have been funded and built, and so they're off the list. They're out of the line in front of us, and we're moving forward in line. So we should hear something by the end of December as to whether we are awarded a grant loan combo, and then we will look at that for design in 2024 and then start construction immediately following that. And that's going to take a lot of resident coordination because it's a very dense street with a lot of on-street parking. So that's going to be one that's going to re require a lot of staff resources to make sure that we get it right. And it's, uh, um, so uh, 
Little Miami Scenic Trail, Columbia Connector, the extension uh, to Marymount Great Parks is uh, working to schedule a meeting here, uh, I think before the end of November, to begin discussing uh, with Marymount and Columbia Township opportunities for uh, matching funds to some of the federal funds that Great Parks has been successful in securing and then seeking formal partnership agreements for those and so those are some conversations that we'll need to have here in the next month or two about the next steps of that extension. Can, can I add one point to mm -hmm. this? So, somewhat separate. Um, so the Little Miami Scenic Trail and Columbia Connector will connect in Marymont. There's a public meeting this Thursday that I will be at but it's really for Marymount residents primarily, but it's about the traffic and how the engineers are gonna design it down Miami Avenue, down the hill. And that is a, that is a challenging place to extend the trail. So there's a public meeting um, 6 to 8 p.m. this Thursday at Marymount Elementary School. Mm -hmm. That's what I usually and it's primarily for Marymount residents. That's their intersection. It's for the Mar that's for the Marymount connector. Yes. So we we yes. Yeah, so that's this the next piece. Yes. The Columbia connector. So bringing it up the hill on US 50 and yes. connecting. Yes, has its own challenges. And then Marymount connector is bringing it is dealing with the crossing, Wooster crossing. I'm sorry, crossing Plainville and then crossing Miami. So a lot of challenges. Yeah. So if you're interested, I know a lot of Columbia Township residents are interested. That where's, the, where's the meeting and when? At Marymount Elementary School, Thursday. Mike Ty will be there, I'm sure. We usually go to those. Thursday, yeah. November 16th, 6 to 8. That's this Thursday. They'll have engineers there. All of the Marymount people will be there. Mm -hmm. um, One thing I guarantee you about that meeting, they all won't agree. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So, yeah, yeah. It's a contentious so, topic. We, we, but we do know that. Yeah. People should be listening and be educated on the matter yeah. for sure. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you for, for pointing that out. I, I didn't have that on my calendar. I, I didn't know that either. So that's all. Okay. Thank you. Great stuff. And again, thank you to the police department and everything you guys do. So I appreciate that and appreciate the fact that we're continuing to do good things and kindly that you came in and spoke about that. So thank you. Any other questions about the administrator report? Okay. <laughs> Uh, that we move on to the economic development report. Um, Dustin will be coming in, I guess, not in the month. Yeah, even. I think it's January. January. Yeah. Looks like January. So we'll see him in January, but I think we've got a pretty good beat on what's going on in our area from the administrator's report. Um, that we move on <coughs> to the police report with Lieutenant Neighbor. Uh, welcome, everybody, this month. Um, Start budget was almost just shy of 11 million. I mean, <laughs> a couple of yeah, Number one say. expense in the township. <laughs> a lot of grant funds. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget our grant funds. And jokes aside, uh, this, uh, October 28th we had the uh, drug and uh, the, the, the DEA's drug take back program. We got 17.25 pounds of uh, prescription medications, and it was kind of uh, uh, last minute notification to the public so for such short notification we did a real good job of having that uh, up at the district um, I don't know if the public has been noticing a, an uptick in uh, police, police officers in your neighborhood driving around a lot of traffic stops being made um, the past uh, basically the past quarter but even more so the last month um, I've asked our traffic unit to come into district 4 uh, to hit the streets and 
write more citations and stop more cars and do more warnings to do an uptick in our traffic enforcement. So it's one of those kind of behind the scenes things that I've been working on just trying to improve our, our traffic enforcement in the area uh, to improve the, the quality of life because it seems like the traffic is crazier these days. I don't know if anybody's noticing this because I sure have been. So when you say the traffic enforcement, you mean in areas that you've heard from our residents and or us that you feel have been more sensitive, or what do you mean by that? Both. Okay. Both. Uh, both as in what? Both as in uh, what the residents have, have, have reached out to me, some of the residents have reached out to me and talked about different parking complaints in certain areas, um, more the denser uh, streets, you know, trying to make sure that these cars are on the street are valid and they are uh, legally parked and that type, type of uh, thing. In addition to the, the other half to that, the second part is uh, I've just noticed people driving faster and driving more reckless on the streets. And I don't like to see that, so I ask traffic to come over and assist our patrol officers and driving around the area and looking for violations. So just a little bit more proactive. The reason why I ask that is because it's nice to inform um, mm -hmm. Our residents of what's coming, because I mean, we, I mean, there are residents, there are taxers. We'd like to see the outside people that don't yet get the understanding, you know, to be dealt with. But we'd like to at least give them a tip off, because the ultimate goal is to get them to slow down, whether yes. they're in or out of the community. So um, uh, it'd be just nice to give notice that hey, guys, heads up, it's coming to your community, because. And that's part of, part of what I'm, why I'm telling this. I'm just trying to let the public know that we are out there a little bit more. And if you could just take it to Marymount people and the Madeira people, and that would be great. I was, it's a joke. I, I, no, that's not necessarily a joke. But that, that, I mean, the objective is to inform our citizens of the slowdown and ticket the others, well, ideally. Okay, but but everybody to ultimately that slowdown. And, uh, and uh, go ahead. Uh, sure, go. The international crime rate, uh, you, you, I know they hit it, uh, Amway Village. Uh, it's not there's a, uh, you heard about it that's going on? The international crime. They've come in robbing houses, mostly in affluent neighborhoods, like, but they did strike uh, Emily Village. I don't know if you heard. There was a chase, uh, I don't know, but uh, this involved in, you know, they were uh, breaking in houses, mostly affluent houses, like Hyde Park. Well, I can Alabama. tell you our community has been very, very safe since I've taken over as district commander. Um, I, I can't expressed to the Columbia Township residents that uh, it's a very, very low, low rate of, uh, of crime in general. Um, and when it comes to violations of people's houses, there hasn't been anything that few years I've been here. Not that it can't happen, but uh, Amberly has not reached out to me and did not probably tell me about that, whatever you're talking about. I'll have to do what I'll talk to the chief probably more if I know about that. Yeah. It's all over social media. I heard on the news last week, they said four women in Pleasant Ridge were attacked. And I've been waiting to hear it again. I haven't heard anything. I know there's a buzz going around right now in social media. Um, I've, I've had right right now or always? <laughs> yeah, true. But, but, but more specifically, recently, a lot of the young population have been watching TikTok videos and um, I've heard on TikTok there's this rumor going around that, uh, and it's been completely debunked that uh, that the, the, the homicide rate has been 
upticked in the city of Cincinnati. And there's no valid truth to that whatsoever, according to what the chief of police for Cincinnati put out, uh, that it was completely false and basically rumor-mongering amongst the younger population, because the majority of the people on TikTok are in the age range of 20 to 30 years old, and, and, uh, and the, the 20 to 30 year olds were the ones reaching out to me, asking me questions, and I'm like, this is not true, this is, somebody's making this up, and it's not true. So I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, so I, uh, Ms. Hughes, I, I, I haven't heard anything about that. Okay. I'll look into it too. So don't get your news off TikTok. That's the moral of the story. Correct. Okay. Okay. Don't, don't get your news media. online. Okay. Uh, <coughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you. So are you done with your report then? Uh, I, I feel like I have one more thing. I guess I forgot. I have a question if it might, might jar your memory. You've had at least four business days since the election to come up with any, if any, new protocols for recreational marijuana. And I'm kidding. I'm not expecting anything to be. I, I, that's what I wanted to talk about, actually. Okay. Since it was brought up earlier about the uh, recreational marijuana, yeah. there are a lot, a lot of things that have to go on uh, for us to put a new law into, you know, into practice. Uh, in fact, I've spent the last two days of the last two days consulting with uh, police officers from all around the country, specifically from the ones that uh, are in the states that uh, have legalized marijuana and what it's done to affect their communities. Uh, the, the National Academy, I went to the FBI's National Academy, it gave me 250 voices to ask these kind of questions from. And, uh, and I've, I've collected uh, two pages of topics that will directly affect uh, police agencies and how it goes into effect and what it's going to do. You know, there's many different aspects. There's what about canines and searches and mm -hmm. and um, uh, you know how do we deal with discarding drugs that get brought in? You can't have alcohol in the justice center. You also can't have any other intoxicants, including mar marijuana, into the justice center. So we'll have to find a way to collect that and dispose of it. Just like we would have, I mean, just little stupid things you wouldn't even think about. As mm -hmm. far as um, it is, the other officers explained to me that they saw a rise in homeless populations. Mm -hmm. So how do we address those those uh, the houseless people that are out there? How do we address and take care of those people? Um, we also there uh, there's other that there's many aspects how it's going to affect law enforcement and the communities that uh, that are now uh, going to be changed by these new laws. Um, uh, abuse is going to go up. They, they've seen abuse go up. They've seen uh, a lot of juveniles overdosing. So how do you address those issues? Mm -hmm. um, and that's not even the legal side of this. <laughs> so to, you know, to your point about um, uh, the time frame and how long it's going to be before it's completely in effect, um, just hold on to your hat because there's going to be a lot of new case law and new legislation that has to follow with that as far as how it's going to affect dispensaries, who's going to be in charge of the dispensaries, who's monitoring dispensaries, who's going around and making sure they're licensed properly. There's a <coughs> lot to come, and it's going to take a while for all that to filter out. So, you seem well prepared. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> please continue to buy medical marijuana <laughs> in Columbia Township. <laughs> 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 Most convenient. Yeah. And, and to that end, 
for the public, I, I really need to stress that. Right now, our dispensaries that are here in Columbia Township are approved by the FDA. They are, they are monitored, they are very closely monitored to make sure that they are the best, highest quality, at the same time, safest, safest marijuana that's out there. So to the public who is watching this right now, please, if you are buying marijuana, please continue buying it through a dispensary legally, through a dispensary, and uh, at least you're safer there because there are cases of marijuana being laced with other drugs mm -hmm. that can affect your loved ones. So please, please, please continue to buy from a authorized dispensary and not from your buddy or somebody you might know. Um, just because we've just passed new legislation doesn't mean that your dangers have, have gone away. So please consider that. Sounds like a commercial for our Tumaris Wanda Dispensary Clinic, so thank you. We'll end with that. Okay, um, that we move on to the Little Miami District Report and the Deer Park Silverton Report with Mr. Lamar, who serves graciously on the board. Um, I'm glad Ms. Taylor mentioned the um, what we're voting on and the Fairfax is voting on with the restructuring of the debt. That takes pressure off me for mentioning that, so thank you. Uh, so the only other thing I wanted to mention was um, at Little Miami... Um, fire station in Fairfax. There's breakfast with Santa. Put it on your calendar for Saturday, December 16th. It's a great event. Uh, the firemen will bake pancakes and sausage and there'll be a Santa. Lots of pictures and things to do at the firehouse. So um, the morning of Saturday, December 16th. That's all I have. Okay. <clears throat> uh, now we move on to trustee reports. Anything to report? Any new to report? I have a couple things. Okay. Big surprise. Um, first of all, I wanted to thank Good Shepherd Montessori School. Um, they installed curbs and cleared a drainage area um, from the top of their property, which will help water flow into that area. And um, that it's another tiny little thing. We're never going to solve the flooding in that area because Mother Nature, we know, will win every time. But they have been great partners in that they've done a lot of little things that will add up to hopefully a big thing to stop it. And so they spent a lot of money to do that. And um, it, it looks good. There's now a new curb on the left when you drive up there and the right. So I wanted to mention them as great partners in the neighborhood. And then I wanted to mention, um, re-mention Meek. Um, they need donations. They need food. They're in Madisonville. They serve the whole community in Madisonville and Columbia Township and that whole area. And the final thing is that we have a relatively new business in the township, uh, Mid-Century Modern Rescue, and they're in the building in Cambridge. And they're doing a blood drive. And um, since on December 2nd, I don't know if you can get this, Elliot. <laughs> um, Saturday, December 2nd in the morning, uh, don't just stop by. They only take appointments for the most part. So on December 2nd, thank you, Elliot. Um, blood drive, and it's for a good cause. If you can't give to MEAC, and it's a tough time for lots of people, we all want to give to charity. Um, this is a way to give back. Giving blood will save lives. And apparently, this is a great little perk is you don't just get cookies and orange juice they're giving away pants so you, they will give hawksworth lounge pants when you give blood so what a great cause so you can come to our party on november 30th on thursday night and then give blood on the second in the same neighborhood and um where are your new pants where are your new pants on the third yeah thanks susan wins all around <laughs> okay i wanted to say something please Excuse me. Uh, when our trees were planted, they weren't in bloom. Now they are. And I have to say, they really are beautiful. Mm -hmm. They picked the real right 
colors. Uh, I'd like to know the difference in the prices of the trees because the real pretty ones, we got them now. And I just wanted to say thank you. I'm glad, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, Jerry did a great job uh, designing trees specific to the environment of each neighborhood and each street and each lot. Understanding what's below and what's above. And the trees come from nurseries in different um, sizes and offerings. And so he then did the research to determine if the number of trees that he selected for certain planting locations were actually commercially or wholesale available and within a, a driving range that could be purchased and, and bought. And so he did all that research to make it easier so we did not get into a situation where a contractor provided a bid and then the contractor couldn't source the trees and then there were too many exceptions and then the whole plan went awry. He thought through every, every single detail. And so there are differences in some of the sizes of the trees because of uh, how the different nurseries grow them and make them available at different times of the year so and we can definitely talk to Jerry in detail about that because it really does make a, mm -hmm. a difference uh, down through seven hills on Red Bank Road you just love to just look forward to seeing these yes every tree in front of that place is gorgeous yes yeah thank you thank you for bringing and that up a few more years they'll be even more impressive so yeah Thank you, Susan. And again, thanks to the whole team of sourcing out everything, the systems, the place, and even the people. And Jerry, we get rave reviews. He's almost as popular as Lauren. <laughs> Jerry is more popular. He's, a, he's very popular. He, we call him the tree whisperer. Yeah. He's yeah. like a horse whisperer. He's, he just starts talking, people go, I get it. This makes sense. Yeah. He's converting people mm -hmm. one at a time. Okay, that we move on to the communications. Any questions about the communications? Okay, then we're going to move on to the resolutions, and since I'm not very good at staying in my lane, we're going to hand it up to Melissa to read the resolutions. So we have five resolutions this evening. We're going to vote on four of them. The first is uh, a supplemental resolution, so one reading only. To supplement resolution 2268, uh, 2022, Columbia Township's 2023 annual appropriation amended and supplemental appropriations 2303, 04, 11, 14, 19, 24, 26, 29, 33, and 38 of 2023. Uh, as we get to the end of each budget year, some accounts due to variations in actual expenses versus estimated expenses need adjusting. So we just have two accounts that we have listed, 15,000 in one and 7,600 in the other that need a little extra boost to get over the finish line uh, at the end of the year. Uh, are there any questions? Uh, may I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So move, do I have a second? A second, roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Here. Yes. Use. <laughs> here. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll be chastised if I don't make that right. Let, the answer is yes, not here. I'm correct. <laughs> okay. Um, that. Uh, go ahead, Melissa. Okay. So that the the uh, uh, resolution is approved. So resolution twenty three forty. This is also a financial resolution, but because it involves transferring funds from one one fund to another. 
it, re it requires uh, the trustee vote. When we transfer within funds, we're allowed to do so by law staff. But when we need to move money from one fund to another fund, we come before the trustees. It's very rare that we do it. Uh, the only fund that we transfer from is general fund because it's flexible, it's unrestricted, and the only funds that we transfer to are the restricted funds. So when the restricted funds run short, we are able to transfer money from, from general funds. So this resolution is authorizing a transfer of funds from general fund 1000 to fund 2194 to finance certain expenditures for the Silverton Fire District, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. I have shared before that um, over the years with the trustees being very conservative in terms of not uh, seeking new levies from the public and finding new funding sources, OPM, my favorite three initials, other people's money through the JEDZ, Joint Economic Development Zone, our business income tax, as well as the medical marijuana funds we have been able to continue to fund our programs even when the cost of the services exceed the levies. This is an example that I've shared before in the Silverton uh, Fire District. This uh, year again, the uh, revenues that are generated do not cover the cost of the contract with Deer Park Silverton. And so we are asking to, as we have done in prior years, to take money from the general fund and move it into the Silverton Fire District to cover shortfalls for the balance of the year. And also Silverton is, uh, Deer Park Silverton is one of the agencies that bills in advance for the months. Some of the agencies bill us in the month of the service, some agencies bill us after the month of service, and some agencies bill us be in the month before services. So when we get to the end of the year and we have agencies that bill a month in advance for services, we have to pay in December for January services, and that is the case with the Deer Park Silverton. So this is uh, requesting to transfer. Uh, uh, we, already had tra we already had appropriated in the budget an additional $10,000 to supplement the Silverton Fire District levy, we need an additional 15000 to honor our contract with your Park Silverton through the end of the year. Um, so do you have any questions for that? So this uh, is an emergency, so we'll, we will have three motions. So may I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May I have a motion and a second to so dispense moved. with this? I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, sorry, go. <laughs> May I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading? So moved. Second. second. Roll call. <laughs> Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? May I have yes. a motion and a second to invoke the emergency? So clause. moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, two more just like that. To oh, go. boy. All right. <laughs> Resolution 2241. Authorizing the administrator to enter into a contract with Madison Tree Care and Landscaping to remove diseased and damaged street trees as part of NED. Phase two, Neighborhood Economic Development Program, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. Um, you're already aware of this um, drill, as we mentioned earlier, that as part of NED, our arborist evaluates all of the street trees. 
We had 700 before we did NED Phase 1. We picked up additional almost 300 or low threes with NED Phase 1, so now we're up to 1,000. And then in NED Phase 2, we'll pick up an extra 300 trees, so we'll be at 1,300 trees. So those trees will be added to our tree inventory each fall as we're installing new trees. We need to remove those that are damaged or diseased or dying. And so this is a contract. We went out for a request for proposals for landscaping <coughs> companies. And the uh, 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 proposal that we're recommending is from Madison Tree Care and Landscaping for the tree removals. And they are listed on uh, in the resolution Ridgewood, Brackenridge, Losanta Ridge, Cambridge, Vinewood, Ashley View, Walton Creek Road. The uh, total contract is $14,450. And as is our protocol, we always uh, notify and talk to each owner in advance of the tree removal. Do I have any questions? Is that paid for in NED? Yes, that is paid for out of NED. Um, Mr. Lamar? Oh, Jerry must just hate this, but oh well. Mm -hmm. I have to do it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, may I have a motion and a second to approve the resolution? So moved. Second. Roll call. <laughs> Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. We have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading. So moved. Second. second. Roll so call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. We have a motion and a second to invoke the emergency. I'm clause. still moved. Second. second. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Last resolution to vote. <clears throat> resolution 2342, authorizing the administrator to prepare and submit an application to the Ohio Department of Development Building Demolition and Site Revitalization Program and to execute a subrecipient agreement with Hamilton County Land Reutilization Corporation as required for 6805 Cambridge Avenue and 5770 Stewart Road, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. So, on all grants, a reminder that I, as administrator, am not allowed to apply for grants without the trustees' permission. And grants often are uh, announced and we will have anywhere from 30 days to 60 days, sometimes longer, sometimes it's a matter of weeks when we have to jump on it and ap apply for grants. So it has been our practice that we will, if we know that we have a potential need or a known need, I will come to you as I do with Ohio Public Works Commission for road projects to get your authority, uh, you to authorize me to go ahead and basically chase the grant, mm -hmm. uh, apply, and if we are awarded, then uh, we will um, have a conversation about whether uh, it is a fit for and we want to move forward with the grant. So applying for a grant and receiving a grant is not a commitment for the grant. The obligation occurs in signing the, in the uh, grant agreement. So this is a one-time only, never before grant that came down from the Department of Development. It came down very quickly. And um, I 
outlined, and I know that Mr. Tai asked about this earlier, and so it's outlined um, his, his question, the answer to his question is outlined in the resolution, that if the township is awarded funds for one or both of these proposed sites, administration will draft redevelopment plans and budgets for one or both of the awarded sites for public discussion and action by the Board of Trustees in 2024. So this is a grant application that's due this month. It's a grant program that is not available until 2024. It'll probably be after the first quarter of 2024. So we do know that when we have a condemned house, which is 5770 Stewart, and the owners are non-responsive, our property um, uh, management code, as well as the public, Hamilton County Public Health, and other agencies, police, fire, are involved in determining that status. And then it falls on the township to uh, either secure a home or demolish a home, pay for it with our resources, and then file on the property taxes. Uh, because this is a one-time grant program, it's intended to demolish structures that are obsolete or condemned, uh, and look at that site as an opportunity for either revitalization of that site or how does demolishing the property revitalize the sites around it. So that is uh, why I put forward, uh, uh, we had a demolition that we were proceeding with a year ago at 5441 Elmarie. And at the last minute, a buyer stepped in and purchased it from us after several years worth of work and demolished it. So that took it off of the township's back and out of the township's coffers. We now have another house and potentially we'll have another one uh, in another year or so. So this will assist us with that one, uh, again, from a non-responsive owner. But that, again, all will be legislation that I'll bring forward to you. And then on 6805 Cambridge, one of the options when we made the recommendation to purchase Cambridge was because it's one of the largest lots in the downtown. When we, I'm just going back just very briefly, but we can talk about this more when we bring a redevelopment plan forward for that property in 2024, in the event that we, that we receive this grant, is that every um, prospect that we have brought to the Plainville Business District and walked around and shown properties to have looked around and asked, where's the parking? and public parking and there's none and so one of the options when administration made the recommendation to the trustees a year ago to purchase uh, 6805 Cambridge was that the building is considered by state standards obsolete there are a number of code issues with it but it's most valuable if the trustees decide that that's what you actually want to do with the building it would be um, my recommendation and also the county's recommendation uh, for support of redevelopment of more viable properties like the uh, firehouse at 6904 and like the property at 6896 Murray, which are two other properties that we're looking at, re at redeveloping, refurbishing. So tonight I'm simply asking for permission to go ahead and go after this grant. Um, I have a lot of materials that I have had to do research to be prepared and uh, to move forward, and then I need to move quickly to make that application. So is there any... Um, are there any questions? May I ask like, for any other information? First of all, I want to commend you on identifying the grant and applying yeah. for it. I know our staff is very busy, and this is one of the primary reasons why we can provide such great services to our township is that we identify grants 
And that's the thank you and the team. And Dustin Montgomery. Dustin Absolutely. Montgomery heard of this even before it hit my email. Dustin Montgomery had heard of it. And so he brought that forward. Dustin and is on it. Yes, he's awesome. on it. So thank you for that. Yes. Um, and this is not a committal to do anything. It is just applying for the grant. And so if there's public feedback of either of those two properties, um, you have time to do that. Okay. Any further questions? Nope. All right. So may I have a motion and uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, may have a motion and a second to pass I the resolution. Make a motion, we pass the resolution. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. We have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading. Still moved. Do I hear a second? Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May have a motion and a second to invoke the emergency clause. I'm still in. Do I hear a second? Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Ms. Hughes? Yep. Yes. Okay, the final resolution 2343 is first reading only. We will have the second reading at either a special meeting later this month or at our December meeting. Declaring improvements to certain parcels of real property in Columbia Township to be a public purpose under section 5709.73b of the Ohio Revised Code, exempting such improvements from real property taxation, declaring certain public improvements to be necessary for further development of these parcels, and establishing a tax increment equivalent fund and dispensing um, with the second reading. Um, so I... Um, have forgot about dispensing with the second reading so if this is uh, voted on tonight then it will it will not be in effect for 30 days there'll be an opportunity for public comment for 30 days but we would not have to come back and have a, a second reading so I'll, I'll clarify that so this is on the for on Wooster Pike on the former Snooty Fox site the uh, owner of that building uh, uh, did not renew the lease for Snooty Fox and sold the building and the building is being was dem demolished and is being redeveloped as a Chase Bank. This is an opportunity for us to put a TIF district in place for that specific building and utilize uh, new tax revenues of, for new value above and beyond the existing value for necessary public improvements only in that Wooster Corridor District. So this uh, this is not a full TIF. It's a, it's a short TIF. So it's 75% for 10 years, which requires us to notify the school district and the uh, VOTEC district, which we did, and invite them to participate in this evening's meeting if they had any concerns or questions. They both signed off and returned the materials to me. Uh, and so I'd like to present this to you for another opportunity for us to begin to uh, build up funds, again, that helps us defer uh, having to raise property taxes to be able to use for eligible public improvements only uh, in that corridor. Do, do, do we know, did the, did the original owner sell the site to another party? Is that yes. Definitive? Okay. So. And do we know what that sale price was by any chance? Uh, n n no, I so did know. I looked. Okay. I looked on the website, and I don't remember. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, okay. Where, where on the Wooster Pike corridor could that TIF money be spent? Typically, when you do a project site TIF, it's within a mile. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Okay. Perfect. That's that's. Uh, through, through case law has been established. Okay. It's not specific in the language, but through and, and can, case law. Can, can TIF funds 
from that area, they could be used to even help out with the fire department too, could they? TIF funds can be used for capital improvements at fire districts, absolutely. Not operating, but capital improvements, yes. Got it. And that has been part of the conversation about the, some of the TIFs that we have, just a few TIFs that we have in the Ridge Fire District uh, are um, generate more funds in an area where we don't own the roads and the fire district costs are lower. Whereas we don't have TIFs on the east side in the Wooster, Plainville areas where our fire district costs are significantly higher mm -hmm. uh, and we own more roads. So having an additional TIF, albeit small and short, uh, will continue to help that. And on that incremental increase in taxes with the, being in that school district, does the school district get their cut on the incremental increases or is it, is it not the case? The school district receives payments whenever it is, whenever you pass a full 100% TIF for 30 years. When you pass an abbreviated TIF, 75% for 10 years, the school continues to receive the 25. tax payments that it received before any new structure was built on the property. And just, just because we're going through this, and this is a clever idea of doing this, and I think it'll slightly deep dive just from my development experience. And it's, it's a state statutory economic development tool. The state put it into legislation as a development tool for communities. What we're basically looking at is, is <clears throat> Snooty Fox had a valuation, a property valuation, which they call the baseline of presumably half a million dollars. Just we'll throw out a number. And when Chase Bank gets built, developed, the land purchase, the sale gets built, it'll probably have a two and a half million dollar valuation. So there's a two million dollar captured increase in revenues. And Melissa's now saying, let's take those revenues, a two million dollar increase. Let's say it's roughly two percent as your real estate taxes or whatever it would be, the portion of it we can now use for funds that we can use along the Wooster Pike Quarter. You can use it for road improvements, trails, road improvements, mm -hmm. capital improvements to the Public fire district. So it's just a clever way of taking our economic development team and capturing those funds and keeping them in the township. So kudos, and, and it's only on the increase. No, no, I mean, whatever was paid will always be paid, and 25% of what's being paid in the future will always be paid to all the entities. Mm -hmm. but we capture 75% of the increases, and you said for 15 years? 10. 10, ten years. 10. ten when years. the state established the program, it was, it was designed exactly for that purpose because the cost of improvements, public improvements, and the cost of uh, capital improvements, public capital improvements, uh, outpace the levies and this was a way to capture new revenue for a short period of time to invest in public improvements public improvements only mm -hmm. uh, and get those public improvements up to speed and help the communities that did not have the funds to make those public improvements and then all of the tax revenue comes onto the tax um, duplicate and then starts going out to all the different agencies and if you break it down to dollars if you take two percent two million dollar increase it's 40 grand you take 25 percent off you're probably talking about thirty thousand dollars a year for 10 years 300 grand that we've captured to keep in the community and i only say this because it's nice to get rid of a little education we don't just sit here mm -hmm. and do nothing but it goes back to you mm -hmm. said the grants and her looking out for that this is why we have we we were, we're proud of this team 
with some of the flaws we have, these are the big decisions that we get involved in that make a difference. That as I always say, I'm glad we have you and you and certain people on our, mm -hmm. our team. So thank you. thank you. Great idea. Didn't mean to go too deep no, in it, you. but it is a big deal. We just hide my nobody understands, but this is why this is why we do what we do with, like I said, some of the flaws we have, these are the big decisions that make a big, big difference that give us the tools to do great things. So mm -hmm. thank you. We're it's small but stuff. mighty. Mm -hmm. uh, there you go. He said it better than I would, but I would, is that the second TIF in that corridor? Is that correct? Or am I misremembering There that? was a TIF established when Panera was okay. considering uh, there was not a water service to that side of the road. And then we put in place a TIF at Walton Creek to right. help finance the Walton Creek improvements. Okay. And so. then, so this is the third. So with all the development there, that money will be, mm -hmm. go to good use. And as David correctly said, it, it keeps it in the community for yes. a short period of time. We invest it. It's catalytic. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. multiplies. Uh, we get lots of rabbits out of it. And mm -hmm. then... And then it goes back to, you know, uh, the typical tax structure. The Wizard of Oz. Yep. Wherever <laughs> Behind the green curtain. So anyway, great, great so, stuff. Now let's go. Do we have to go vote So I'm going to do a first reading and a, a dispense with a second. And then it's not effective for 30 days, but we will not bring it back. So we... Yeah. So I'm going to... Uh, may I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution. I like it. Let's go. <laughs> I'll, I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May I have a motion and a second to dispense with a second reading? So moved. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? The yes. resolution will be in effect in 30 days. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I make a motion to approve the payment of bills, bank reconciliation, and financial parts. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. I make a motion to the signing of the minutes and resolutions. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. And I make a motion that we adjourn. Do I hear a second? Second. Mr. Lamar? Before I say roll call, we got to say... Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. So happy Thanksgiving <laughs> and happy birthday to Lauren Allison. Oh, my birthday. God. oh that's right. To her, to her as well. So one of our beloved favorite people mm -hmm. here. Um, and happy Thanksgiving to everybody from Columbia Township. So there's always something to be thankful about. So thank you. Very true. Okay. Make a motion.